This is Today's Business Leaders, actionable advice from real-world professionals. And now, here's your host, Gabe Arnold. All right, so today on the show, I have Eric Shudisky, and he is the uh, founder of S2S Public Relations, and he's going to talk to us today about entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. all things too and share some wisdom so welcome to the show Eric. Hey thanks Gabe and I just I have a big map behind me so I realized you are you're right there. Yep. You're right there. <laughs> I'm way I'm way over there you can't even see it over in Seattle. That's cool I need to get a map behind me that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean <clears throat> Q4 budget maybe still coming out. That's right. See what, see what you can do. <laughs> So um, to get started, why don't you tell us, when did you first realize that you were an entrepreneur? All right. I think that's a great question. One I haven't really thought about until you asked it. So I grew up as a TV news reporter. And I think as a reporter, you're entrepreneurial. What happens as a reporter is you get a story or a story idea and they say, go. And at five o'clock, and four minutes and 30 seconds, you tell 1.6 million people about what you learned. How much help do you get? Zero. You don't get any help. You (laughs) go out and you find the people and you get the story and you present it. And failure is not an option. Like I, I was a reporter for 12 years and I missed, it's called slot. You have to make your slot. I missed slot twice. And one was a satellite issue. So that was in space, not in my control. And the other one was an issue with, uh, with editing. But that's it. Otherwise, you know, maybe 7,000 times on air and I missed two. So you, you have to really be, just have to be there. And I think that's entrepreneurial. Like you have a finish line, you're going to cross it if you have to drag everyone else across with you. So... So I think having that mindset translated well into what I do now. That is a solid answer, man. <laughs> well, it, and I think the big entrepreneur, like Entrepreneur Magazine, you think, all right, I'm in a conference room and I'm pitching an idea. You know, entrepreneurialism takes place at a, at a micro level too. You know, in people's jobs, it's important to be entrepreneurial. And I think that same mindset of, fire and forget, high autonomy, high accountability. I think that plays well in your first job and then when you strike out on your own. I think those, the mission is the same. You have to deliver. It's just who you're delivering for. That's very, very wise. I, we, we're here on our team, like I'm a thousand percent for entrepreneurship. So if somebody on the team is wants to do something and wants advice or help, I totally jump in and give them advice and help and like, I hope that they stay with me forever, but I'm also super happy when they graduate into their own company or do something. Yeah. And, and that's really cool. What you just said it's like entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship. And even when you're still at a job like you or you had to deliver. And that mm-hmm. is one of the best definitions I've ever heard of entrepreneurship, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. And I, you know, when, when we have people come aboard, we ask for three things. We ask that they write good words. We ask that they show up. And we ask that they have actionable ideas like that and how that manifests for each person is always a little bit different. Yeah. And I think 
I think you, you sound like someone who's empathetic and empowering. And I think that's our job as people who are founding companies to empower people to exercise their entrepreneurship. Yeah. In however best they articulate it. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, and I also, you said something that I also kind of rang true for me. It's like you said, entrepreneurship is dragging everybody across the finish line with you. <laughs> is that, that slayed me, you know, as, cause I mean, as you own your own company, you're the most motivated person there. Yep. You know, reporter who physically was on TV in people's living rooms or on their iPhones. Like I'm on the hook. Like if I, if I don't, there's no, there's failures is not even an option. So I have to finish Yeah. as a business owner, you have to finish. And if your face is on it, you're going to finish it. So, you know, having a strong accountability is really important. And I like the word you just used. You said finish. You, you didn't say perfect it. You didn't say, oh. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things you didn't say. I don't need to list those out. You said, finish it. And yeah. that, that's huge. Um, that's a huge, huge key because you can't, you can't think it's gonna be perfect, but you do have to show up and deliver and finish. And yeah. how do you, how do you get that message across to your team, to the people you work with and your clients too? Because I think, uh, client facing companies, you know, that's a delicate relationship, but you also have people have to go home at the end of the day. You have to finish. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good question. That's something that we're actually working a lot on right now is really framing the customer relationship in a way that it makes sense to everybody. Like I had a conversation yesterday with a client who we're going to work with. It's going to be awesome. And I'm like, I'm like, this is just something I say, because I think you get this, but it's important that I say it. And I said, we think long-term here. And so if you're expecting results in the next 30 days, I, I'm not going to take your money. Go, you can go away and find somebody else that will take your money and rip you off. And then you can come back later. Um, and, I, and I also said, we always expect clear, upfront, and respectful communication. Because I said, guess what? Yeah. We're totally going to drop the ball at some point. And so are you, because that's life. And so when that happens, we're going to have respectful communication about it. And then we're going to move forward. And if you're not good with that, then again, this isn't a good fit, you know, and that's totally fine with this. this that's not how we operate. Um, so that's just one little piece of a bigger process of how I'm kind of helping people understand what our world looks like and how we can serve them and how there may or may not be synergy. Yeah, I think that's so crucial. I mean, it's a personality as much as the product you deliver. Like there has to be a connection yeah. and, I've definitely, uh, there are areas I don't work with because my heart's not there. Yeah. Because I'm not passionate about it. I could write really good words or do really good PR, but it'd be, it'd be loveless. I like to bake with love. You know, so I like to like just feel it and, and get emotional. I'm doing some work in medical devices and really deep science, but I've fallen in love with some of it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's life-saving potential and, and now I'm like a super evangelist for some really bizarre technology uh, that I would have never, never experienced. I'm sure you get that too, where clients come to you with this idea you've never heard of or thought of, and you yep. just fall in love. <laughs> I totally understand. So you deliver 6,998 times on your, as a news anchor, as a reporter, <laughs> and then um, 
you're like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And you decide to strike out on your own. Give us mm -hmm. the, give us a short version of from there to here where you are today. Great. So yeah, I, I had, I stopped, you know, we just talked about that love piece. I stopped falling in love with my stories and TV was definitely, and it always will be in a moment of evolution. And I didn't believe that I had the chutzpah to go to another market. And TV, you have to move out to move up. So I didn't want to go to Miami or New York or I love Seattle. And I love technology and I love social media and I love immediacy. So I transitioned to a global tech company and I ran their PR and social media. They're called geocaching, they're a game, right? So it's people... Go on these little adventures. It's great for seven-year-old kids. It, it's awesome. I know exactly what that is. Yeah. So <laughs> imagine going from arson and murder every day to helping people find adventure. <laughs> wow. Like, how great. So it was like such a, such a culture <laughs> shift, such a mind yeah. shift. And then, you know, I wanted to do more and bigger. So went to a big box PR firm and didn't like it and kind of got that sense of, all right, here's how I would form a company. And then the opportunity presented itself to go out on my own and I took it. And S2SPR, S, the number two, SPR, um, was founded about a year ago. And we're driven by technology and S, the S is stand for seed to series or series A to series B. So we really work in the space where companies are trying to express their value to investors to drive innovation. So how can we move them faster? We like to move really fast. So um, now we work primarily in like really complex subject matter and turning it into compelling stories. Uh, so whether that's biotech or blockchain or whatever the next AI, we're gonna do some work in AI. So how can we express that in four words and seven words and elevator pitch? How can we tell reporters about it who haven't heard about it? You know, all that communicating value but in a way that other people understand. Very cool. So I have a, I have a couple of questions around that. One may be a false belief or may not be true. And you're the expert here. So I would love your opinion is <clears throat> I have this belief that to really get like momentum and organic reach and like really solid PR, it's a long-term process. And you just said something that was really interesting. You said, how fast can we do it? So yeah. I, I'm working on a project helping somebody with some traditional kind of branding and approach stuff. Yeah. Not, it's not what you do, but I just, we've kind of mapped out the project to take six months to a year. Um, Cause that's how I've done it before. Um, but it sounds like there might be a faster path to getting good press PR. And I don't know if that's true. So that's why I'm asking you. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question because sometimes there is. Okay. But I think the, the chess pieces you have to have in place before you try to get a story are important to recognize before you try to get a story. You know, so sometimes a client will come in and their CEO is articulate and charismatic and they've got their talking points down and their story is ready to tell. And sometimes they come in and they don't have, they have a story to tell, they don't know how to tell it. So take, take option A where you think the CEO is great, they can talk, they've got their talking points. We have a a moment in time that makes sense to do a story. They're raising funds, they've just raised funds, they're going to release a new product. All right, let's go shopping. You know, so we have all that in place, we can go shopping pretty fast. Okay. And sometimes it's a, it's a job in, where input doesn't equal output. I can send an email to someone I've worked with and known for 20 years, and they'll say, yeah, that's a great story, how about tomorrow? 
I can try 1,000 journalists and not get anywhere. So it's, but you're learning each step of the way. And I think that's, that's a coaching, a moment to coach too, where success isn't just getting media. Success is we're forming relationships with media on your behalf. So when they return an email, that's important. And they ask more questions, also important. You know, do stories like North Korea happen and everything gets blown out? Yeah. Yeah, that happens. So, so news is news because it's new. So how do we make your news new? Hmm. That is a good line. And I, I think people get lost in superlatives and adjectives and innovation, and they just don't tell you what it is. So just tell me. Just tell me what you're doing. You don't have to put a lot of shine on it. I just want to know. Yeah. And then I can make an opinion as a reporter if I can tell that story. And then also not just have – you know, clearly I can talk about this, but not just have your CEO, but also have a customer or someone who's the person who that technology changed their life mm-hmm. and have that evangelist as part of the story. Because, you know, when you look at trust metrics, a spokesperson is the lowest. Like you just like, if you're a spokesperson, no, one, no one's going to believe you because they know you're getting paid. If you're a CEO, right. you get another eight percentage points on nothing. So you're like, clearly the CEO is going to have a, a, a point, right? I like that line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then if you, get, if you get someone who's like a real human being who could be your neighbor, yeah, you've got something. You've got something because they, they don't have a lot of skin in the game. You, you they, like, they just have emotion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can move fast, but you need to have the right chess pieces in play. That makes sense. So is a lot of it relationship based or is it just as equally kind of luck of the draw where there was an open slot and you reached the reporter at the right time? Even if it's relationship based, it's reaching the, reaching them at the right time. Okay. Reaching them at the right time. So, you know, sometimes their heads down on a piece, you know, they're getting pitched depending on the outlet two to three times to two to 300 times a day. Holy cow. So how do you, how do you cut through that static? You know, sometimes my pitches are, hey, it's Shadisky, I have a story for you. Because I know they'll open up the email and they'll look at it. And even some good friends never email back. Right. They're just swamped. And I'm, I'm never personally affected by it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know. Like if I, if I text you and you're out with your son or you're in a meeting, like you're not going to text back right away. I have to understand that there are things I don't understand. Yeah. So knowing that in the media space too, you just can't say, well, it's a great story. Why didn't they tell it? You just go knock on another door. Yeah. That makes sense. So it's a numbers game. It sounds it's, like. it's a numbers game and you put the odds in your favor by having relationships. Cool. And then obviously having a new story. Here's the new thing we're doing or the new twist. Yeah. Also, also having that news story is important, is important. And that story can be, you know, it's also important to have evergreen stories that reporters can tell at any time and can cook up and say for Memorial Day or Labor Day or a day they know they can be on holiday and they can just hit pre-schedule it too. So, gotcha. you know, sometimes if you know the reporter enough and you form a relationship, you can give them an evergreen piece they can hold in the bank. Like we're doing some outreach and we know that a podcast we're going to be featured on for a client isn't going to air till September. And we're super cool with that. Cool. Yeah. So one question I have is I think it's hard sometimes as the 
founder, owner, even just anybody inside the team, a team to figure out how to tell the story because it, like we do a lot of different things here, but like as an example, like our SEO product, mm-hmm. SEO is super cool and effective and really valuable. And I like yes. it and it's long-term stuff. So it's not like, it's not like wham, bam, and it's done, but it's super technical and boring. Like I'm just, yeah, <laughs> like, it's just super boring. So it's not something I have like read story brand by Donald Miller and I have, you know, read about story arcs and epiphany bridges and all sorts of little strategies and techniques. But sometimes when you're sitting in your own head or inside your own business, it's hard to figure out how to tell your story because it's technical or difficult or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So how, just the basics, obviously, I know this is what you do for a living and it's an in-depth thing, but how do you go from like, this is what I do and like, it's not sexy or fun or cool to telling a, a, an awesome story about it that's newsworthy? Like, are there some steps that happen there? One, <laughs> uh, I'm going to reject some of the things you just said. Okay. I think that the advice that I give people, and you already live it, especially founders, is be interesting to yourself. That's <clears> it. If you have that, and how you started that conversation was, it's really cool, it's long-term, it's a great investment, and then you kind of went, then you kind of went, uh, but it's not cool. But it is, it is. And it's just realizing that, you know, cool for, I mean, if you want, I work a lot with university professors. Mm-hmm. They're cool. If you want to talk about genomics, you want to talk about like DNA sequencing, like cool. And what's also important is you're going to find the right people by expressing that value and really pouring your passion into that sentiment and not deflating it by saying, you know, it's not cool. It's not because I think SEO and I'm not in that world and I don't understand it. My brain doesn't work that way. Uh, but I understand the results and I think you're helping people find what they want to find faster. Yeah. And in a, in a world where, my, my personal time is when I take a break is I put my child in his car seat and I walk around to the driver's side. That is my personal time. Like that's been really relaxed. Like that, that time between that like eight seconds. So if you can save me four minutes of looking through crap, on results. Net, save me time. Do it, please. So, so that's what I'd say to you. One, you, you are already interesting to yourself. Just believe that other people are interested in what you're interested in too. Good advice, man. I like it. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. and you'll find better clients. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you people are like, yeah, I love SEO too. Like I get it. I want to save time. I spent eight mm-hmm. minutes minimum looking for an article for a client and clearly the SEO was terrible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I would like those seven minutes back and you can help me. What really hit me when you told me when you just corrected me, which I super appreciate, um, is that the story, like the, I guess like the root of the story or the underlying part of the story is really my emotion and how I feel about it. Yes. And where even, PhD, MD, PhDs, even like the most, I'm inside my own brain, I think in metric, you know, even those people will connect. 
And yeah. I think that's where we drive the most value is I can't connect with you if you're a bunch of numbers. Yeah. I can't connect with you if you are declarative statements that have no truth to them that I recognize. And you, you also, you're giving up to other people too, right? Like some people won't connect with that. Mm-hmm. But some people will and they'll connect in a really strong way. Your bond will be stronger. So, so I think you're right. For us, it's, it's an emotional connection even when we're talking about nitric oxide. You know, it's, it has to be an emotional connection. It hit me when you were saying that because I'm, I, this is like one of the sl- slowest reads for me in my life, but I'm reading Genome. Um, if you haven't okay. read it, it's super interesting about like the sequencing of genes. And the reason that I'm into it still, even though it's, it's a tough read for me for whatever yeah. reason, is the dude is legitimately excited about the topic and it's him reading the book. So I'm listening. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, I'm putting down my coffee because we're going to have a real quick talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's super, super interesting. Uh, it just hit me because of that, because it's kind of a tough subject. And yeah, well, and- I, I will pitch a client that you'll, you'll never buy anything from them, but they're just super cool. They're called phase genomics. Okay. Cool. And they're into microbiome. There are 20, there are trillions of microorganisms on the earth that we've never discovered. Yeah. Microbiome, like the atmosphere, the ecosystem of this hand is completely different than the microbiome of this hand. That's you can do microbiome fingerprinting. You know, so, you know, just this, I love undiscovered, right? And new, and that's new and that's news, right? So in the genome space is, is pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm blown away by it. So that, that's kind of how it came together for me. And I understood what you're saying. <laughs> um, so with just a few minutes left, what for all the entrepreneurs and business owners and people that are like, I know that press is valuable. I want to learn how to tell my story, like, uh, but I don't know anything to do it. And getting press scares me. Give us mm-hmm. just a few kind of starting points of here's where you start. This is the process to start. And then go ahead and share how, if it makes sense, they can work with you too. Mm-hmm. So one of the easiest ways to get started, and I understand it's hard and it's deep water and it's also unknown. It's like, you know, buying a condo in the Ukraine. Like, you're like, where do I start? Like, I don't know financing, what's gonna happen? So think of the headline you want as your story and get it down to seven words. So just a headline exercise, what is new? You know, read the headlines of your competition, see who you wanna emulate, see the headlines they get, how is your headline better? A sample headline would be blank company innovates blank space for first time delivering blank. You know, so, kind of start filling in those blanks. How is your company changing the world? And, you know, give me some measure of success. New, fastest, best. And, you know, write that story. Try to get it as small as possible. And, you know, I think what CEOs and founders have that they might not realize is they have a lot of authentic credibility when they reach out to journalists, more so than than I do. You know, if you reach out, and I love this as a reporter, I loved when someone said, you know, I have a story, I don't really know what's there. I don't, I'm going to back up on that. I have a story, I'd like you to tell it. And then just in three to five sentences and a couple hyperlinks, you know, tell me about your story and why it's new, answer that question, and 
How accessible are you? And can you get me that real person who it affects? And that's what I need to tell the story. Because every reporter goes into editorial meetings and says, I have three ideas today that they believe in enough to get embarrassed in front of a group of really cynical people. And they're only going to walk out doing one. So how do you come in? How do you arm that reporter with what they need in a pitch meeting to convince 12 skeptics that this is the one story that they should spend their time on today? So there's a lot there, but it begins with forming a headline, finding someone to help share your story. It's not just you, it's about who you affect. And then making it real small. And don't give me a lot of adjectives. You know, I don't, I don't need it. Like I can, I instantly stop reading. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> um, and then it's okay to follow up once. You know, I had someone say, you know, I heard it's okay to follow up 11 times. That's probably illegal in a lot of states, you know, you can, right? Like if they're not answering emails, that becomes stalking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, send an email over to Eric, E-R-I-C at S2SPR.com if you're interested in, in having a conversation or learning more. Um, cool. we're, we're pretty easy to work with and we love clients that have really complex technology. We are not good, at least I'm sure, we're not good in like the sales sphere. We're not good in SAS mm -hmm. or say, uh, software as a service, typically. Um, but if you got like a really complex technology, we're, we're your people. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I will we'll definitely drop the links in the show notes um, and tons of super actionable, valuable advice here. So I appreciate you being on the show today, Eric, and yeah, good. sharing all this with our audience. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Appreciate it. Awesome. We'll have you back soon. Thank you, man. Thank you. You've been listening to Today's Business Leaders with Gabe Arnold. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. For more information, visit todaysbusinessleaders.com. Yeah.